0: You're listening to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales.
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your reader, Carmen. Tyler.
2: Same that I was last week.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't be listening to this one if you didn't listen to last week's episode.
2: Don't start on part two.
1: Yeah, don't. It's clearly labeled. Probably. We probably remembered to do that. Might
2: be in (laughs) Cypher. But this is part two. This is side B. Turn the podcast over to
0: side A. Did you listen to chapters one through three? If you answer this question, no. Turn this fucking thing off. And go back a week.
2: Go back in time a week, listen to the first three chapters, or you're going to be... Oh, it doesn't matter, actually. Yeah, in the you'll, grand scheme. You'll have, you'll have about the same amount of information that we do.
0: In the grand scheme, it's
2: a podcast. Listen to it whenever you want to. There's a possibility that it'll make more sense without hearing the first three chapters.
1: Mm, not much of one.
2: Well, I tried. <laughs> I tried to help I mean,
0: you. you'll probably get the gist of what's happening... And without the other chapters to sort of muddle things as they have, you might actually get a more concise story listening to it this way.
1: That's fair. That might happen, maybe. That was
0: what I meant.
1: None of it's going to make sense, though, so don't get your hopes up. What are we doing? Uh, Well, today we are finishing up Hans Christian Andersen's The Snow Queen, uh, inspiration for Frozen. Uh, So far... Not a lot of parallels.
0: Why are we doing it? What? Why are we doing that? What just are cause we doing here? In a, just because it's a, a, chilly out. In
2: a larger context. I mean, yeah. Why this story now?
1: It's cold outside, baby. Why is why a story at
2: all?
0: Really? Is that how that song is <laughs> categorized? Yeah. Is that on Frozen?
2: It's it's cold outside, comma, comma baby. baby. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: That was on Frozen too, right? Yeah they share a common root.
1: Frozen 2, 10 below.
2: <laughs> yeah, but we're we're gonna read, we're gonna finish up a weird fairy tale, which is what we do every week. Sometimes we start them. We usually start and finish them in the same episode.
1: Yeah, so we're a lot more efficient in other stories.
2: But we're, that's what we're doing, because there's a lot of super bizarre fairy tales and literature out there, and we want to answer the questions, why were they written down, Why does anybody care? Why are we still talking about them?
1: And for your own personal amusement, this is the first time that Tyler and Gordy have heard this tale, so all of their reactions are...
0: Genuine.
1: Yep. 100%.
0: Is Michael Key Noloff's dad? In Frozen? Yeah. I think so, right? Is he the dad of all snowmen? I believe so. Because there's that movie where he was a dad and a snowman. That was
2: written into his contract for that movie. He said... Uh, like any any spinoffs, he gets a cut of. Like right. he has to be in it, and so to to fulfill Michael Keaton's contract, he has to be Olaf's dad.
1: He just really wanted to be seen as his true self finally.
0: Yeah, on, a dad snowman
1: on the big screen. That's who he is deep down, and he was finally able to speak his truth.
0: Half dad, half snowman. That's what Birdman's about. All
2: Keaton. <laughs> Finding your inner. Snow dad truth <laughs>
1: <laughs> <clears throat> Alright If you want information on this story Go listen to the last episode Let's go Let's start part two Let's get deep into some Anderson meat Ugh. Just deep in there Squish it around no. a bit. No.
2: Just... Do not consent Do not consent I'm cutting all this out. <laughs>
1: I need to summarize what happened?
2: Watch, listen to the
0: first episode. <laughs> There's two kids. One of them's missing. He has two shards in him. They're bad. Demon, demon mirror shards that make people evil. One's in his heart. It's turning it to ice.
1: Yeah. Kidnapped by Snow Queen. Girl is looking for him, has been briefly waylaid by... A garden. Yeah. A,
0: an eternal summer garden.
1: And a, a magic lady who's not a witch. She just, witches on the Part time. Yeah. So she's escaped the garden, and now we enter story the fourth. Gerda. I hear it.
0: Uh-huh. I did hear it. <laughs> In the distance. It's okay. <laughs> Keep going.
1: Gerda had to rest, and as she did so, she saw a crow hopping along the snow to her. Uh, the crow looks at her for a while and then says, Gah! Gah! Good day! Good day! Trying to be clear in pronunciation because it meant to be nice to her.
0: Crows get a bad rap. They do. Because they sound raspy and crazy.
1: But really, they're just... They're just trying to be nice. They're just kindly and attempting to help you. Uh, the crow asked her how she'd come to be there all alone. And she tell, tells the crow her whole life story. And then...
0: She needs to... She, she needs to summarize.
1: She needs to print out cards.
0: <laughs> or just, like, elevator pitch. Like, what are the pertinent details right now?
1: Friends gone, don't know where, I don't, don't need know to, how. I don't need
0: to hear about your third birthday where your friend, like, went to the bowling alley with you. Just tell me that your friend's missing. I
1: just need you to understand how important he is to me. <laughs> and that time he helped me throw the ball and get a strike. Lady,
0: I'm already tired of helping you. <laughs> and we haven't even started yet.
1: But let me tell you about the roses. I'm just
0: going to tune you out.
1: So, she asks the crow if he'd seen Kay, and the crow says, he might have. And then she nearly hugs him to death. She grabs the crow and squeezes, which is not good for crows. No. they got little bird bones.
2: Or most, yeah, they have hollow bones.
1: The crow says, gently, gently, I think I've seen Kay, but by this time he would have forgotten you for the princess.
0: Also, can you describe him? Wait, who's a princess? the snow one.
1: So Gerda begs him to tell her about where Kay might be and Crow says, I'll tell you the whole story but it's very hard to speak your language. Um, <laughs> can you speak Crow? Because <laughs> I can explain That it. would
0: be a lot easier for me.
1: I can explain it way better in my own tongue. Gerda apologizes and she says her grandmother could speak it and used to speak it to her and she wished that she had learned it but she hadn't.
0: Boy, grandma's <laughs>
1: This is a different grandma. We're, oh, that's Kay's grandma. Kay's grandma saw was the bees. bees. Her grandma. I thought that is... this
0: was just the continuation so they are... of grandma's mad adventure. So it is, it
2: is semi literally the birds and the bees. Yeah.
1: Yeah. One, Birdo's gra- grandma is Bird Woman. We're going to put a
2: flag in that and come back to it. <laughs> because that's a really weird thing to just reveal like this.
1: Just sidebar for a moment. The crow says, alright then, I'll do the best I can in your language, but it will be badly done. Just so you know.
0: That's a fair, uh, disclaimer. No speak the English.
1: Now is the part that I've been most excited to tell you.
0: Because it's written in crow-glish?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Although I can can make it obnoxious and try to speak in a croaky voice. Well,
0: that's, well... That'll be fun um, that'll for be the be listeners.
1: To listen to in this kingdom is a princess who is so clever. She has read all the newspapers in the world and forgotten them all too.
2: I Guess it's not this princess though.
1: Though she is clever. So she... A little while ago, she started to wonder, why shouldn't I be married? <laughs> she decided she'd marry someone who knew how to speak when spoken to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not just someone who looked nice because that would get boring quickly. I happen to know this because I have a tame sweetheart in the palace who told me everything.
2: Is it also a crow or is it a human?
1: No, the sweetheart is a crow. It does specify this because birds of a feather flock together, so of course a crow would choose a crow. Of course. The crow continues the story. No, no s-
0: interracial marriage.
1: Newspapers were sent out immediately with hard border, with a hard border and the initials of the princess asking for handsome men to come speak with her and she'll take as a husband, the one who speaks the best.
0: Is this a crossover?
1: People <laughs> came in droves and none succeeded on the first or second day.
2: There's a very uncomfortable <laughs> buzzing feeling <laughs> happening in the back of my skull. Like an unwanted thought is trying to push its way into my cortex.
1: They could all speak well outside on the street. Mm-hmm. But once inside the palace, all the guards and the lights flustered them. And when they stood in front of the princess, they could do no more than repeat the last words she'd said. K On the third day...
0: A man threw diarrhea in another man's <laughs> face.
1: <laughs> the boy K marched through without horse or carriage... He had long hair and bright eyes, but poor clothes and a knapsack on his back.
2: K But his name was something else.
1: I don't think he got a name.
2: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was the title character.
1: Oh, Hans, yeah. Gerda says the knapsack must have been his sleigh, because that's what he left with. And the crow says, what? maybe, I don't know. What? what? The knapsack that he was carrying. Gerda says that had to have been his sleigh, because that's what he left with.
2: His sleigh? Yeah,
1: the one he left and
2: tied. The one that he tied. Like a sled? Yeah. Was
0: a knapsack?
1: The crow saw a knapsack. The crow
0: says there's a knapsack. She's like, nah, that can't be. He only had a sled. Okay, that so makes it's more sense.
1: Gotta be the sled. The crow says, well, maybe. I didn't look at it that closely. Now I have it from my sweetheart that though the rooms were blazing with light and his boots creaked as he walked, he didn't get flustered like the rest. Gerta said, this has to be him. He had new boots and they creaked. I heard that.
0: <laughs> this was like years ago, though.
1: Crow continues describing the sea- scene and said that if he had not been a crow, he would have married the princess himself, even though he's currently engaged to the other crow. I uh, said the boy spoke well and that he had not come to woo her, but to hear her wisdom and both were very impressed with each other. Yeah.
0: So yeah, work. I remember that part where they <laughs> talked gibberish to each other. They didn't get married?
1: Uh, she said, this has to be Kay. He's very clever and knows a lot of arithmetic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he just he spat out the multiplication tables.
0: That boy knows the most math I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> she asks if she could be taken to the palace to see him, and the crow says, it's going to be difficult, but I'll talk to my sweetheart about it, and he flies off to do so. Comes back later that evening with a roll that his fiance stole for the girl to eat, because the palace has plenty of them. And he takes her through the garden of the palace to go through the back entrance and sneak up to the prince and princess's bedroom. Does she
0: have any non-sequiturs with any more friggin' flowers?
1: No, not, not currently. Uh, the tame crow leads her through the castle. And the, the fiancé, the wife crow, future wife crow. Gerda is frightened by the shadows of horses with ladies and men riding them flying past her on the walls. The tame crow assures her that these are just dreams, and it's good that they're here because it'll make it easier for them to sneak through the palace. Dreams. Yeah, these shadows of horseback riders
0: are just people dreaming.
1: They're dreams heading to people. Gotcha. And so while people are dreaming, it's going to be easier for them to sneak through the palace because they are occupied. I'm dreaming that they forgot their pants before they made an important speech. Before they did arithmetic. Yeah. So they find the prince and princess's bedchamber, and Gerda approaches the pe- prince and calls out Kay's name, and she sees like, his neck, and it looks just like Kay.
2: So we do have our important math scene <laughs> that took place, so we were
0: right You're about You counting that. it?
1: Yeah. When she calls his name, the dream's right out of his head, the shadow horseback rider's right out of his head, and he wakes up. The prince turned around, and it wasn't Kay at all.
0: Whoops. Oops. It's yeah. Hans. Yep. The dipshit.
1: (laughs) The prince and princess wake.
0: Dumbheaded Hans, or whatever his name was.
1: (laughs) They hear her entire life story, um, and they turn to offer the crows who helped her either freedom or a court position. (laughs) 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 To be elevated to the the court crows, because that's a position that they have for crows. Sure. Um, So the, the tame sweetheart has been living in the palace, but apparently in a lower crow position. Yeah. Um, so they both think about their advancing age and how it would be better for their retirement if they're in a position in the palace, so they accept that one, and they enjoy all the food that it involves. Um, the prince then gives his bed to Gerda so she could rest for the night, and she starts crying about how everyone is so kind to her, and then goes to sleep. The next day, the prince and princess get her dressed in fancy clothes and offer to let her stay for a few days, but she just asked for some boots and a carriage, so they give her a carriage made of pure gold, and give her coachmen wearing gold crowns, and she rides off with the company of the forest crow for a little while, um, who is now buried.
0: Why does everyone always assume that because it's shiny and good looking and gold, it's a good thing?
1: That you need to have? I don't know.
0: Like, I don't think that that makes it better at traveling through snow. That it's made of gold.
2: That would probably make it worse, if you I had think. to guess.
1: It's a little more pliable. It'll ding, really easy. It's not going to look pretty for long. No. Um, the forest crow is now married, and his fiance or now, now newlywed wife, had to stay home because she'd been suffering a headache ever since her promotion, probably from eating too much. So, everyone cried as Gerda left... And after a few miles, the crow had to go home, and this was the saddest parting of all.
2: The crow and Gerda. Yeah. Like sadder than Gerda and Kay. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Why? why, why does you she care about Gerda? Yeah. And why Kay? didn't she
0: just turn around and just, just go with the crow? She has a new best friend. Stay there. Let's be besties. I'll live in this castle with you. Kay, who? <laughs> story. Story done. So
1: that's the end of story number four. Uh
0: huh. <laughs> there yeah. it was again. Yep. You're not hearing
2: that? I swear I heard it. I just, I did hear something. We'll see if it happens again. <laughs>
1: Story <of> the fifth
0: <laughs> There it goes. Uncanny.
1: The coach rode through the forest, dazzling like a torch gold. <laughs> okay. And caught the attention of some robbers. Oh, oh gold's us. passing us. <laughs> yeah. it's gold. yeah. Let's let's
0: get that gold.
1: The robbers catch up to the coach, kill all the coachmen, steal their crowns, kidnap Gerda, <laughs> steal the coach. An old robber woman comes up and comments that Gerda has been fed with good food, because the coach was stuffed with, like, fancy food underneath all the seats. Let's cut the- her open and get what, it. What Gerda's old woman? To- the, A old robber woman? Robber woman. You
2: know, I I appreciate the good job that they just did. That was a very sensical little part. Yeah. They saw a gold thing rolling past their robbers. That was a smooth they, operation. They saw it for what it was and they and they robbed her.
1: Consequences for stupid yep. crazy was, prince and princess actions. That was a
0: good job, robbers. Is this old woman like Fagan? Is she in charge of the robber boys?
1: Uh, not necessarily. But she does comment that Gorda's been fed with good food and will taste delicious. And she pulls, Gerda will Yes And she pulls out a knife
0: So they're cannibal robbers
1: and You get an eater? You get meat where you can
0: I guess You have a lot of gold though You can get it for legal <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah but they didn't you used to have a lot of gold And once you taste human that's, You just don't go back That's not
2: what they're What they're about though They're not about legal <laughs> that's,
0: that's fair It's
1: not that it got into this We're the not business. gonna spend
0: this gold We just wanna have it pulled the knife
1: Old woman. Uh, so she pulls out the knife and approaches Gerda but then she screams because her own daughter was biting her on the ear
2: just just couldn't wait that's what happens if you have a cannibal baby
1: the little robber girl lets go of her mother's ear I guess and declares that Gerda will be her playmate and Gerda will give her her muff and her fancy dress and will sleep in her own bed
0: mom I have been trying to make a friend my whole life (laughs) you keep eating them (laughs) not this one this one's my butt. Please, please, mother.
2: Please, please, mother. One friend. <laughs> one friend, mother. One love li- one living friend.
0: <laughs> one alive girl.
1: You make a, su- a sweet little girl dumpling, but I just want a companion.
0: I'm tired of playing with Bones McGee.
1: Um. So the girl was so willful and nasty that she forced her way into the coach with Gerda, and they. Like, drive off to Mm Robberland. And while they're in the coach, she's telling her that she won't let any of them kill her so long as Gerda doesn't piss her off. Fair. Gerda does the only thing she knows how to do in a new social situation and tells her entire life story (laughs) to this girl.
2: So she dies.
1: The girl listens to the story and says that she won't let any of them kill her even if Gerda pisses her off because... She'll just do it herself.
0: <laughs> After telling me that long, boring-ass story, I've decided I'm going to end you myself. Your blood is mine.
1: <laughs> then she wipes it.
0: You are mine to kill for making me sit through that.
1: <laughs> then she wipes the tears off of Gerda's eyes and takes her muff. Okay. Um, they get to the shitty robber castle, which is falling apart because... Because of Robert. <laughs> robbers. Don't, don't do home improvement. Um, the robber girl tells Gerda that she can sleep with her animals, um, which largely consist of like a hundred pigeons that are just roosting in a corner. hmm. She grabs one of the pigeons by the feet and shakes it till it flaps its wings and tells Gerda to kiss it. <laughs> now kiss!
0: <laughs>
2: Why? Why?
0: My playthings! <laughs>
1: I mean, this is a fairly accurate representation of kid logic. Yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs> Look at this bird! <laughs> shake, shake.
1: Now put your face on it, put your mouth on it. Come into my disease room. Uh, informs Gerda that these pigeons are trapped in here or they would fly away immediately. And then she introduces Gerda to her pet reindeer, um, Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this
2: is Bay. Bay the Reindeer.
1: Um, Bay has a copper collar and is tied to something because Bay would also run away immediately. Mm -hmm. Hashtag. Um, she, She drags Bay out. By the collar and tells Gerda that she likes to tickle its neck every night. Night with her sh- with a knife, with her sharp knife. The pigeon. The reindeer.
2: Oh, the reindeer. thats right.
1: Which scares him.
2: This <laughs> it scares scares, <laughs> it scares me. It scares the reindeer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it
2: scares the reindeer. What? How is she being? Ra- well, she's being raised by robbers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. By a cannibal uh, robber woman again.
0: This, this is a character I would have liked to have seen in Frozen.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, this,
0: they, this band of robbers. I think,
2: I think um, Disney made some some poor decisions.
1: I know. This is better than Olaf. They, okay. Yeah, they, they, could, they
2: could it's a have life nice,
0: Happy little girl. Let's
2: let's pause that, or you know the the weird um, rock trolls. Yeah. <laughs> yep clean swap, take the rock trolls out, Robbers. put the cannibal robbers in. You don't have to
0: change anything else. That's fair. <laughs> the
1: cannibal robbers sing a song about Anna marrying Kristoff. Mm-hmm.
0: Or she's
2: going <laughs> or to be Or she's going to be alive. tickled with
0: a knife.
1: <laughs> um, she demonstrates the knife tickling, which of course causes the reindeer to panic and like, suck <laughs> <to> around. To scream? <laughs> then she laughs and pulls Gerda down to the bed with her.
2: <laughs> oh, Oh, boy. Now it's your turn um, to get knife tickled.
1: Gerda asks if she sleeps with this knife. She says, <laughs> "Yeah, of course."
0: And she clutches it. Um, Does it have a face drawn on it?
1: <laughs> it's like like her an angry face. <laughs> this is a doll she grew up with. Yeah, boo boo doll <laughs> <laughs> causes boo boos. Uh, of course, and then she makes Gerda tell her the K story again, and falls asleep while Gerda's telling the story, with one arm around Gerda's neck, and the other around her knife. Tell
0: me that boring-ass story again, it will help me go to sleep faster.
1: <laughs>
2: well,
0: I Or
2: well, I just doodle on you with this knife.
0: <laughs> this is my favorite character.
1: <laughs> You know? In any story we've ever
0: read. This
1: <laughs> Even is... better than Cherry Man.
0: Adv- this is, yeah. This, this character needs to meet Cherry Man Does she and have start an... a business with him. Does she have a name?
1: She's just Robert Girl. Robber
0: Girl. We have to
2: find a name for her.
1: Robin. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, after she falls asleep, the wood pigeon coos to Gerda that it knows where Kay is. That saw him and the Snow Queen ride past, and when they did, they blew cold air onto the nest where the wood pigeon had lived before being kidnapped, and killed everyone in the nest but him and one of the other wood pigeons here.
0: That's not very nice.
1: Nope. Uh, so the, the Snow Queen is most likely heading to Lapland, but to ask the reindeer about it, because that's his native land, so he'll know more. <laughs> Yeah, not
0: traumatized. (laughs) Just just in between tickle sessions.
1: (laughs) Um, Bay confirms that she had (laughs) it. Hashtag
0: Bay confirms. Team Bay.
1: (laughs) Uh, The Snow Queen has a summer tent in Lapland, and a fortress in the North Pole and an island called Spitsbergen.
2: What? Say that again. (laughs) Spitsbergen. Who has what?
1: Uh, Ice cream fortress. North Pole, Spitzbergen. Ice
2: Queen has a fortress
1: there. Yeah, the Snow Queen has a fortress in the North Pole and a summer tent in Lapland.
0: Yeah. So winter castle, ice tent or summer tent.
1: Yeah.
2: I would rather have the palace in winter and the tent in summer than vice versa. I
0: mean, it's fair. Should go to Burning Man in the summer or something. <laughs> it might. She probably has those off.
1: Freezing man.
0: She has her own festival in the winter. Yeah. Nobody comes.
1: <laughs> um, the next morning, Gerda told the robber girl what the pigeon had said. And the robber girl thinks about it and says, that's pretty cool. Um, the men are all gone now, probably out robbing. And my mother's about to drink herself into a stupor, so after she does that, I'll help you out. Uh, then she, like... This is a
0: good friend to have, all things considered.
1: <laughs> then she, like, goes and, and attacks her mom. Like, play, play attacks her mom. Play
0: attacks with the play knife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and her mom, like bangs on her nose until it's red but it's all done for love. Yeah.
0: That's what they say to each other. Robbers.
1: Then her mom drinks herself into a stupor. Mm -hmm. Her noontime drinking times. Yeah,
2: Does she share with her daughter?
1: No. She doesn't share. It's It's probably good wine. It's probably
2: against the robber code.
1: (laughs) So after mom is drunk uh, robber girl looses the reindeer and gives him to Gerda and tells him that he has to take her to Lapland. And the reindeer's like, yeah. Whatever. I'll go anywhere. Sure. As long as it's so, not near that knife. Sounds good. Um, Gerda gives, or <laughs> er, Robber Girl gives Gerda back the fur boots that she, they'd stolen from her. Mm-hmm. But does insist on keeping the muff because it's just way too pretty for her to part with. Mm-hmm. But she does steal her mom's wool mittens instead. Yeah. So Gerda gets some cannibal robber ladies wool mittens and her own boots. Yeah, this is a good friend to
0: have. You just want to step lightly around her.
1: (laughs) Robert girl puts her up on Bay's back and Bay runs off toward Lapland. (laughs) All
2: too willingly.
1: That is the end of story five. Now, story six.
0: There it was. Yeah. We need to, like... Is there a door open? Or a window? Where's that coming from? (laughs)
2: I think it's the heat. Let's turn that off real quick. The heat kicking on. Yeah. Okay. Wonder wonder how much that would cost. (laughs) Get that and get some uh, some Seinfeld (laughs) bass riffs.
0: Remove from room for the AC. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, so they get to Lapland, I guess, and they find a hut where they're going to go rest, and there's an old Lapland woman living in it. The reindeer tells both of their life stories, starting with his own, because he feels it's more important. Um, she listens to them, and then offers them some shelter and some time to warm up, and they come in and she tells them that the Snow Queen has moved on to Finland, but she will write them a note on a dried fish, because she doesn't have any paper, she has fish, so that's what she's got. She'll write the note on the fish. And they'll take this fish to a Finland woman, she knows. So, this is all done. They ride to Finland, and they find the Finland woman's hut. There's apparently only one woman in Lapland, and one woman in Finland. Uh, They go inside, but the Finland woman keeps her hut so hot that she hardly wears any clothes, and is just like a small, dirty, mostly naked woman. Inside a hut, mm-hmm. inside yeah. Finland. Is it
2: like in a creepy
1: way? <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's like in an absent-minded heat hobo. Gordy, uh, in what way, way could
0: a a naked, dirty woman be creepy?
2: You know, it's a good point, and I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's list the ways. Let's make it. Let's make a chart. Just it's a quick quick list. Let's make a chart. All the ways a dirty, naked woman can be creepy. All the ways you would enjoy finding a dirty naked woman. Inside of
1: a tent? What's a hut, happening? Hut. Did you say tent? The snow queen has a tent. We haven't seen it.
2: Oh, we're just we're in a Finnish woman's hut.
1: What kind of hut? A hot one. Kentako. What's pizza? What's the hottest hut?
0: Probably pizza.
1: Okay, then that one. <laughs> <laughs> what what's the hut that makes you want to take off your clothes and not bathe?
0: Jabba.
2: And not bathe? Yeah I always feel like showering when I see Jabba (laughs) It's like that slime is gonna come out of the TV
1: So because it's so hot She helps Gerda loosen her furs And take off her boots and and gloves Or else Gerda would probably pass out Um, And then she puts some ice on the reindeer's head To help cool him off That's nice Uh, She reads the dried fish note three times before adding the dried fish to the soup pot Because she does not waste food The reindeer then tells their stories And then tells the woman that she is so clever He knows she can tie the winds of the world With a piece of twine So apparently she is some kind of powerful Witch lady Full time? Part time Full time? Uh, the, the reindeer goes on to describe what happens When you untie each of the winds of the world From her twine you know, It helps sailors or ruins things or whatever Um, and then asks if she could possibly give Gerda something as strong as 12 men to help overcome the Snow Queen like 12 men
2: is that all it takes
1: Uh, the Finland woman kind of laughs and says something as strong as 12 men will be of very little use
2: that's what I would think (laughs) I kind of feel like like ice sorceress it's gonna take more than 12 dudes even if
0: they're motivated
2: yeah, like even even if they're you know, like a good team, totally simpatico. Good dressers, they're on time. Prompt. They hold the door for you. The all, they work out. Like all the thing like they take care of themselves. They listen. You know, they're just nice, and it's just nice to be around <laughs> people that are nice like that for once. You going even on that's then? not enough. Or, even even if they were like that good, I just don't think it's gonna do
1: it. Well, the Finland woman agrees with you, and she pulls down a skin. She's been
2: around the block a few times. She knows what's going on.
1: She pulls down a skin with symbols written on it. Magic. And reads that until her forehead starts sweating.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sweaty magic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Then she pulls the reindeer into a corner and whispers to him that Kay is with the Snow Queen, but while he's there, he finds everything to his liking because the mirror shards are in his eye and heart and they have to be taken out or he will never want, to, want leave. to leave her. She'll never be out of her power. The reindeer asks if she can give Gerda something to get them out and the Finland woman says like she tweezers? <laughs> says she can't give Gerda anything that she doesn't already have. She's already really strong. Well, like look at how every man and animal she's encountered has helped her out. Yeah. And you know, she's made it this far. With Gird no, up. yeah, with no skills and or, no equipment. No
2: skills with just a, no magic, just a whine in her voice.
1: <laughs> her purity and innocence of heart are all the power oh, she needs.
2: Okay, fine. Here,
1: yeah, represented by tears and telling an entire life story over and over again. None of us can help her more than that.
2: I disagree. She has, think, As- she has JRPG light magic in her heart. Yeah, she she has that anime willpower. She needs. She's
0: got that anime willpower
2: in her soul. Uh, she needs. I think she needs one robber's daughter to come to come with her. <laughs> yeah, I miss her already. Be, that should be enough.
1: Uh, the Finland woman puts the Gerda back on the reindeer. Puts Gerda back on the reindeer. That's the Gerda. Um. <laughs> Tells the reindeer to fly as fast as he can and come back as fast as he can. Um, and then sends them off. Uh, Gerda forgets her boots and her mittens, but the reindeer does not dare waste any time to go back and fetch them, so she's just gonna have to deal.
0: I feel like that might be important, because it's pointed out there. Do you think she says, Fly, you fools,
2: before she does it? <laughs> and then slaps <laughs> the slaps reindeer Slaps the reindeer, <laughs> just whips it in the butt.
1: Uh... The reindeer rides until it gets to a garden with a bush that has some red berries on it the Finland woman had told him. Loosely, That's the, the marker.
2: Those are good. Eat those.
1: Uh, it's just a good place to dump a girl. Um, <laughs> so he sets Gerda down there and tearfully kisses her and then rides back as fast as he can to the Finland woman. He's
0: going to live there from now on.
1: The reindeer's and not going with the back. robber. Yeah. Uh, so Gerda continues on toward the North Pole and the snowflakes bootless are...
0: and gloveless
1: yep the snowflakes are getting larger and taking on strange forms some... chicken-esque forms well some are like porcupines and others are like two-headed serpents or small bristly bears
0: one of is a singing snowman
1: <laughs> she says the Lord's Prayer and her breath becomes two small angels that like start getting big and she keeps praying and the more she prays the more angels come out of her breath until they all get large enough to protect her and they're all carrying spears and helmets and she gets a whole legion of them and they attack the snowflakes and then they warm her hands and feet.
0: It's rub on them. <laughs> I didn't know that you could do
1: that. If you're far enough north. That's,
0: that's news to me.
1: And if you're pure and innocent and weepy enough you can make breath angels. You can make angels
0: out of your mouth. <laughs>
1: You could just, just vomit up some sweet fog angels to kill some snowflakes for you. So now we we get to go see what Kay's been up to. It was And he's not thinking of Gerda at all. And oh, has yeah. no idea that she could even possibly be outside. She's a loser. The end of story number six. <laughs> story number seven. Deafening.
2: Getting, it's getting louder and closer.
1: She gets to the palace, which is made of... More than a hundred rooms, all built from snowdrifts and ice, and lit by the aurora. The rooms are all empty and vast and cold. There's not even the entertainment you would expect in such a place, like dancing bears or lady foxes drinking tea. Entertainment. Yeah, these are the specific things that it points out are not there. <laughs> hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know the things you would come to expect.
1: The things you want to see in a snow castle. <laughs> um, every is that
0: just the name of a band? Lady Fox is drinking tea? <laughs>
1: it's like a, a really mellow. Folk band? Yeah. Um, so all the rooms are just empty and cold.
0: It's a nice castle.
1: In the middle of the great hall was a frozen lake with the surface broken into a thousand forms, each as perfect as the next. And in the middle of this lake, the snow queen would sit when she was home, which she is not right now. Um, it was called, or she called it, the Mirror of Reason, and it was the best and only of its kind in the world. Who knows what it does? <laughs> Kay is sitting in this room, and he is so blue from the cold that he's gone nearly black. Is
2: he gonna have to eat another mirror shard to counteract the other one? But... She... Mm, okay, <laughs> there's a Mirror of Reason, and there's a bad mirror, so clearly he has to get the, he has to get the reason shards in him.
1: But the queen had kissed all his shiverings away So he did not feel any of the cold He was playing with some pieces of ice Getting them to form different words But no matter how he wished it He could not form the word eternity Which was the word the snow queen had said That if he could find She'd give him freedom The whole world And a new pair of ice skates <laughs> Stop it
0: all off <laughs> Cherry on that cake He's gonna need to get around somehow Get some blades brother
1: The um, Snow Queen is currently out on an errand to look at Vesuvius and Etna and make their burning mountaintops white, which would be good for them as well as for the grapes and lemons.
2: Are, yeah. yeah. Okay. Are those in her jurisdiction?
1: Um, she's about to conquer them with snow magic. <laughs> she's the reason volcanoes go dormant. It's <laughs> part so, of her ongoing war. So the
0: grapes are happy.
1: Yeah. Her allies, the Grapes.
2: We will get a sequel to The Grapes of Wrath, finally.
1: The Grapes of Chill.
2: The Grapes of Mild Content.
1: Uh, she left Kay alone in the hall, and it was at the moment that she left that Gerda entered. So that was a lucky break for Gerda, yeah, Good timing. who no longer had to punch a Snow Queen in the face. Um, Gerda sees Kay and grabs him around the neck, rejoicing at finding him. But he sat as if frozen, because frozen. Mm -hmm. Um, So she started doing the thing she does second best, which is crying hot tears. Which then fell on his breast and thawed his frozen heart and washed away the piece of glass. Uh, Okay, that
0: was easy enough.
1: He looked at her. I was almost right. You were pretty
2: close. It was fluid exchange. (laughs) (laughs) They got got it out. It's the wrong fluid from the wrong... Orifice? Wrong orifice. <laughs> That's what those are.
0: What? Eyeballs. Eyes. Well,
1: tear Tearducks. Yeah. Sure. Tearducks are kind of an orifice.
0: No, they come straight from your eyeballs.
1: It's like pour out <laughs> of your pupil. It's, it's
0: eyeball sweat. That's what tears are.
1: Ew. Um, he looked at her, and she t- told him that rose him, that they had learned together. The boring one. Mm-hmm. And he burst into tears. Which washed away the eyeglass.
2: It's okay. So he's double good.
1: He's double good now.
2: He's double good. And that's why your eyes water when you get something in them. When mm. you hear it boring him. To wash away the <laughs> demon glass.
1: Don't <laughs> oh, get that shit out. It's always floating around. Um they both laugh and weep for joy, and it was such a happy sight that even the ice pieces that Kay had been playing with danced around, and then they fell into the word eternity which freed Kay from the Snow Queen. No word yet on the sweet skates that she promised him.
2: Or the world? Or the world. <laughs> <of> the world.
1: <laughs> Gerda kissed Kay all over, returning the warmth to him and unfreezing his... <laughs> so close! I mean, interpret that how you will.
0: Gordy is on the edge of his seat right now. <laughs> so close!
1: And they left the palace of... Of the ice, hand in hand, speaking about their grandparents and the roses. The two most important things from home, because screw their parents. Yeah. Um, They get to the bush with the red berries and the reindeer's back, And he has brought along with him a lady reindeer, who's got udders full of milk, which they then drink.
0: Yeah. Hey, I met her and talked her into coming with me to (laughs) feed you children. (laughs) Suck on her reindeer She's, boobs. She said that sounded like a good night to her. <laughs> reindeer Tinder is really weird. She was <laughs> reindeer tender.
1: She
2: was very into it.
1: <laughs> Don't mess this up for me, guys. Just drink from her udders. She's into it. Like, like into it. You know what I? You know what I mean? Narcissus will tell you. Like, <laughs> narcissus will tell you all about it.
2: Like, she's spread out, moaning while well, these children suck her breast milk out.
1: Ugh, gory. All right, Read Reended in for mature. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Um, so they then ride the two reindeer. Uh, they got to the home of the Lapland woman, who had made them new clothes and readied some sleighs for them. Uh, the reindeer rode with them to the boundaries of the country and then left them there. And then birds took, took up the, the reins and began to twitter, and out steps... The one of the horses that used to draw the golden carriage, mm-hmm. uh, being ridden by a young girl in a red cap, wearing pistols at her side. It was mm-hmm. it was the robber maiden mm-hmm. yeah. who decided that she was sick of her robber cannibal family. So I killed them all and was gonna just go out in the world and you know, find shoot her, people. Find it's her time fortune. for a
2: new reign of terror.
1: Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> and she recognized Gerda, and the two of them had a joyful reunion. Gerda asks after the prince and princess, and the maiden says that they had gone off to a foreign country, so Crazy Hans and his, his equally crazy princess had lady had the country. are terrorizing some new country. Um, she asks about the crow, but the crow is dead. And the tame crow is now a widow who wears a bit of black cloth around her leg. What happened to him? Just dead. Old age, I guess. Well, I guess
0: I'm happy he got married in the end for a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, she says that the the tame raven mourns pitifully, but it's all stuff.
0: <laughs> That's just bird stuff. I got don't. pistols to shoot. Come on, <laughs> don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> and she makes to tell her the story of how she retrieved Kay.
0: I, <laughs> so I can take a nap.
1: <laughs> and she tells Kay She doesn't see what about him is worth all this trouble But she's glad that he came back anyway and
0: Then she shoots at his feet To make him dance a bit
1: <laughs> um, The robber maiden promises To pay them a visit If she ever happens on their town A robin visit maybe mm-hmm. And then she rides that's
0: the, that's the courteous way of saying it <laughs> right. If I ever come to your town to steal stuff
1: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say hey And steal your shit and Then she rides off Um, Gerda and Kay continue walking until they find their town. They find the door to, I think, his grandmother's room. Um, At this point, the story just gets kind of confusing, and I think the grandmothers become the same person. (laughs) I don't know. They Um, do the
0: fusion dance. Yeah.
1: uh, But when they pass through the door, they find that they've both grown into a man and a woman.
0: The parents... Oh, the kids did.
1: Yeah, Kay and Gerda are now a man and a woman. Because not... Hans,
0: Hans was like, well, I have to have them get married at the end. Oh, shit, I made them kids at the beginning. <laughs> you can't do that. Oh magic.
1: They sat in the chairs that they'd occupied as children, and their grandmother reads them a Bible passage, which was, Except ye become as little children, ye shall, know, you, ye shall in no wise enter the kingdom of God. And they looked at each other's eyes after hearing this, recognized the meaning of that rose hymn. It's a boring one. Yeah, I don't know. And then they sat up, they sat as grown-ups, but still children at heart. And it was summer, glorious summer. The end.
0: So they sat in chairs. Yeah. Across from each other. Uh Uh-huh. After doing all this magic stuff.
1: As, As a man and a woman, but still children at heart. Because they they just got big. They got, got, they got Tom Hanks. They got big, and <laughs> they didn't actually mature into adults. <clears throat> they just lost several years of fun playtime and lifespan. And that
2: makes what's her name the Zoltan machine.
1: <laughs> the Snow Queen.
2: Yeah, maybe.
1: I guess. You guys, ready to discuss this nonsense? Yeah. yeah.
2: Might as well, right?
1: So we have a pretty clear crossover. Yeah.
0: Yeah. With Han's lunkhead man.
1: Like, almost word for word, and any discrepancies being explained away by the raven, or the crow, clearly stating, I'm not gonna do a good job of telling the story in your language.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice conceit to build in, at least.
1: So we have, I think, a fairly clear and direct connection here
0: yeah
2: between the stories
1: yeah
2: sure seems like it but, but
1: why? and we we, um,
0: we have a timeline
1: yeah also this happened fairly shortly after that
2: this story yeah. yeah yeah but why why is there a crossover i mean they're from the same country right they're both right. Danish
1: yeah. yeah
2: so that's fine but other than that why? Why is there a crossover between these two stories?
0: Was that one a, an Anderson?
1: Uh, I think he had something to do with it.
2: Still, though, like why make it a crossover? Why? What? What does Blockhead Hans have to contribute to this narrative? Just world building.
1: Yeah, I think it just, just
2: fleshing it out. Yeah, I, th-
1: I think it just puts us in a specific place and time. Like this is just an anchor point for our gigantic interconnected folktale. And also gives us a little bit of insight into their future. Blackhead Hans and...
0: Yeah, they, they vacate.
1: Yeah, they're, they're off tormenting a foreign country so now we have something to look for which is like crazy-ass rulers speaking in code somewhere else. Invading. Uh, which shouldn't be hard to find because castles make people insane. <clears throat> so... Yeah, we just have a little bit more information on the Blockhead-Hans line. Uh, I think it's interesting that they have crows in a court position, especially since a dead crow featured heavily in their early courtship. Right. So maybe, Is that why? Maybe they're honoring the position of the crow. The crow's service. Yeah, and, getting them, crow.
0: <laughs> and getting them hitched.
1: Right. Because it seems odd that they would have court positions available for crows, but they do.
0: Well, they're probably just figurehead positions. I don't imagine that they they have much sway.
1: Right, right. but just that that's a in place and established. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was interesting.
0: The Ice Queen is a very bit player. Yeah. In this story called the Ice Queen. The Snow yeah. Queen. The Snow Queen, rather.
1: She does not do much more than kidnap and kiss. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's kind of out of it after that that chapter.
2: It, yeah, it's kind of a plot that, like, it almost runs itself. <laughs> like, there's not a whole lot of agency. Yeah. With a lot of like, she she does get, um, what's his name, the kid K K, away, from their village initially. Yeah. And then, and then what? She kind of hangs around and talks to him. And then Greta goes looking for him, and everybody just kind of tells her what to do
1: What do you along think sh- she wanted from him?
0: Just to have a kid
1: Why? present. Because the kids are not... Like, I love teaching them, but I don't want to kidnap one or hang around one 24-7. But you're not a Snow Queen. That's true.
0: And she didn't hang around him 24-7. <laughs> she kind of left, left him on his own.
1: Ransom... From, like, the poorest people in town? And what what do they have that a snow queen would want? Unless...
2: They know the snow bee.
1: So that mirror that she sits on. Yeah. Yeah. The Mirror of Reason, Mm-hmm. which seems like a questionable name for a mirror for a snow queen to sit on. Yeah. I think she's reassembling the demon's mirror.
0: And she needs the, the pieces in this kid. It didn't mention that it was cracked.
1: It mentioned it was in several pieces.
0: Oh, I missed that part. I thought it was a a solid mirror. I, mean, I think
1: it's in it's in pieces, but I think they've been put back together in such a way that they look intentional. I
0: imagine that the shards are a reason why he was kidnapped. Because that wasn't her doing. That happened before she was present.
1: Right. She showed up and she like looked him in the eye before she kidnapped him and before the shards happened to wonder if she Like, marked him some way?
0: Also, before the shards, she appeared to be made of solid ice. Right. And after the shards, she looked normal.
1: Yeah, she looked like a really pretty, perfect human being.
0: Probably the shards doing. Probably. Why?
1: Well, they tend to amplify, like, bad.
0: Yeah, but they make bad worse. They do. Why'd they make her better?
1: Maybe they... They make good look ugly. Mm -hmm. And they make flaws amplified. Yeah. Um, Maybe they make, they seem to make flaws also be the thing that you're attracted to, like what he focuses on. And maybe when there are so many flaws running so deep, it becomes attractive. It inverts. Yeah. I don't know. Otherwise, the mirror technology here is really inconsistent. It
0: does seem to be. I mean, it doesn't
2: surprise me.
1: Of course she could be unaffected by the mirror entirely.
2: It's her mirror now.
1: <clears throat> right.
2: Mostly. I'm I mean that makes it a much more interesting story whether or not it's true.
1: Which means that we now have a being with a lot of ice powers who has control over this giant mirror and has two more pieces of well, the Infinity Stones. <laughs>
2: the Chaos Emerald. Yeah. I think I think the producers of Frozen goofed up. Yeah, they cut the wrong parts. They
0: certainly did. This you you not don't not understand. You don't understand how happy I was <laughs> <laughs> when there was closure on Earl. <laughs> <laughs> I was so worried that she was just going to be a non sequitur,
2: <laughs> and but now. She, so she's she's out in the world doing yeah. her thing with pistols. We know, we know she's out there, dual wielding. So now all we need to do is find her in another story. <laughs> yeah, I, I, come, yeah, I desperately need stories about her. Come back to us, robber girl.
1: So we'll be looking for robber girl. Uh, I think we got a clear project birdfall line here because we have a lot of birds yeah. specifically focused on helping Gerda out. Yeah, and we even have a mention of and a bird flying in front of the window when Kay sees the the Snow Queen yeah. or something that looks like a bird. So mm-hmm. it could be like trying to break whatever influence and, she's putting on him.
2: And a bird that serves on the court <laughs> at a castle, right? Right. And who knows what that means. Certainly that that this bird is a trusted confidant. It's trusted by idiots, but <laughs> but still,
1: we got a bird in, in court power. We've got a lot of birds directly helping her out: pigeons, crows, a reindeer. We got a reindeer.
0: Flies, no. quote unquote.
1: No, just runs really fast. Yeah, flies. His name Bay. Pew. Um, so one of the cool things about that, the blog series Mm -hmm. that we started is that we're actually getting some pretty neat insight and interaction from our listeners. Yeah. Double check. Yeah. Pretty sure this was Julia who commented. Double check on this real quick. Yeah, Julia commented on the Goose Girl. Julia what? Did we share her last names?
2: No, don't share last names.
1: Okay. So, yeah, her just give her one. Julia M. commented on the, the Goose Girl. Uh, you can read that comment on our blog, and also the blog. She was talking about how <laughs> the most depressing part of that was how ineffective all the magic was. Mm-hmm.
2: Of the Goose Girl? Yeah. That's episode three. Yes. Yeah. So everybody go back and listen to that one. Like, or just memorize
1: Like it. the protective... We did... <laughs> the protective blood cloth doesn't actually help her yeah. the horse that speaks doesn't speak until after it's slaughtered and doesn't get her out of the position her yeah. wind magic's not that strong it just blows a hat around yeah like there's not so even if she's part of the bony line because she would be Boney's granddaughter yeah if we keep the mastermaid as his daughter yes um the bloodline has been weakened the magic has been weakened and julia pointed out that you know she might be as ineffective a a character a protagonist as she is, not as a ruse, which was my supposition, because I really want Boney's line to just all be badasses, (laughs) Um, but because she's living in a world, like an almost post-apocalyptic, for the magic community world, where magic is dying out.
0: Dark sun. Oh.
1: And so that made me think about some things... Which I replied to Julia with, like, this could be our motivation for the war between birds and fairies, because fairy people and and fairy-related folk are the ones with magic. Yeah. yeah. Most of the, the time. status quo. That magic is not beneficial to mortals.
0: <laughs> Certainly not. Quite the opposite.
1: Um, it it's often, usually
0: bad news for mortals.
1: Right. And often features bird shapeshifters, which I'm sure causes all kinds of issues in birdland too, which would motivate them as a force to maybe fight.
2: So they don't want to take the
0: heat.
1: So we got birds maybe trying to kill magic in the world and bringing mortals in on or, this.
0: Or at least let it die naturally.
1: Right. Like, remove the influence of magic.
0: Because it's just bad.
1: Right. Or at least to their perception, it's it's bad. Yeah. And so we have in this story a very clearly magical Snow Queen person yeah. who is assembling a very bad magical mirror created yeah. by a goblin, <laughs> a
0: goblin demon headmaster, <laughs> a goblin demon headmaster. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I like him as a. Uh, he's also called a sprite. He's a goblin or a sprite. So right. he's he is very he's, adjacent. A, yeah, very kin. kin. Yeah. Um. Maybe from Goblin Land, where that monkey wanted to. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> um, uh, so. And we have a lot of birds mobilizing this girl against this force, and bring, mm-hmm. bringing a lot of this together. So. But
2: they didn't destroy the mirror. They... These these kids just just left it there. Yeah. Because they, they didn't, didn't
1: know. Right. They weren't given all the information that they no needed to have. Them. So feels
2: like we're more pawns in the bird war than they're helping us in our war no
1: i'm it's beginning to kind of shape up into (laughs) uh, humans being like unwitting
2: do we now do we now think that it is it is a bird fairy war those that's the main division i mean i have
0: i have typically thus far been of the opinion that birds are guiding us like chess pieces right (laughs) to what end i did not know
1: right we weren't sure what the ultimate goal was (laughs) they
0: they definitely know more than we do
1: they do and they've been protecting kings and stuff from things like a sky horse yeah Mm -hmm. and other fairy magic they've you know they've come in with the intelligence of how to break spills like the girl who was turned into a flower, they were the ones who pushed the prince.
0: They've been instrumental in shaping nations.
1: Right. Yeah. They've put people and the in the political power. structure
2: there like they have directed kings for their own devices. So,
1: yeah, mortal kind is pawns of birds and fairies. And giants right. are. They're just. around. They're, they're, yeah, around. they're, a, they're a third I think, party. I think giants and trolls are. Are the team instinct caught, of caught this in battle. a crossfire? <laughs>
2: <laughs> they don't really want to be a part of it, but they live next door. And then Boney... Yeah, okay, yeah. We, well, we have our, our major fairy players. Yeah. Our fairy. And the, you know,
1: the Snow Queen's probably another pretty big player. Possibly. I mean, she seems to have a lot of power.
2: And then, and then Bony. Where, where exactly does Boney fit in, though?
1: I think he's definitely like, fairy side. You think so? He's got magic. He's got magic daughters with shape shifting powers. They do not care about mortals. They kind of but, but play he around. Keeps matching
2: his daughters up with them.
1: Well yeah, he it's
0: he wants to he wants more goose girls.
1: He's influencing mortal <laughs> kingdoms. Same sure. as the birds. The birds are kind of like, sure the birds I've, can't have daughters that they I've, can shove into a kingdom directly i feel like
2: Boney's playing his own game he might be he's like he's just got his own stuff going on
1: i don't think he is necessarily Boney. a direct part of the bony is a
2: wild card
0: is what he is <laughs> bony and his family what if cherry <laughs> they're man out of
1: control what what the cherry man is bony undercover so that
0: okay. might be a bridge too far. Don't, that we don't have enough information no, on Cherry Man. That doesn't
2: feel right to me. Okay. I think I think Cherry Man is just...
1: Just he's, Cherry Man. He's just
2: a product of the world. Nobody knows where he came from. He just is. He does his thing, and then he moves on to the next town. Yeah, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, you should you should go back and listen to some old episodes or read the blog or something, because there's all these all these stories are connected.
0: We may want to start just working that into the intro. Yeah, hey. we probably
2: should at this point. Like, the, it, hey. it is an ongoing project to unravel. the <laughs> Also, part of
0: us reading these stories is trying to link them into one er story. <laughs>
1: That's been kind of a, a recent development. I mean, Birdfall started it a little bit, but we weren't yeah, that we serious. Got, we and, got
2: wind that birds give a lot of advice, and then it it went on from there. And
1: then Boney happened, and that just clinched our fate. That was an iceberg
2: that we hit <laughs> yeah. pretty early on. We, um, so, so for this
1: reason, I'm, I'm thinking I might open this up to include some Disney folktales, either as like a Patreon only yeah thing, because Ursula Verna did mention that there is a version of Beauty and the Beast out there that involves monkey butlers. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's something we can't let slide how do they feel about goblins <laughs> that's
2: that is the like the unanswered the unanswered question we've got a lot of mysteries throughout, throughout this entire like that that is the you know what is rosebud <laughs> of this entire
0: story
1: arc speaking of just weird sidebar mysteries yeah grandma speaks crow
0: grandma speaks crow
1: grandma speaks crow and has just yeah. spoken it Casually I said, I said we should come back grandma. to this Yeah. So grandma has on occasion Patted her little granddaughter on the, the head And gone ah! ah! Oh grandma You know I didn't Take that you... Rosetta Stone course What are you
0: trying to teach me for the future She's a product of another time
1: So if we find... Grandma one
0: speaks crow Grandma two sees bees
1: Grandma too might have just been speaking a metaphor, like quaint grandma metaphors.
0: Is that the only time that's happened, though?
1: Yeah, who knows? But one of them speaks fluent crow. Mm-hmm. So far, we've only met one person who's like definitely speaks bird. Like took the time to learn bird language, but she's a princess. So either something terrible happened after taking the throne, or this is a different character who has learned the language of the birds. And then grown gold. Which princess? Uh, the one who was turned into a flower. The one that I think sparked birdfall.
0: What story was that? That uh, sparked birdfall?
1: It was something about a flower. Like the title Which had something one? to do with a flower. <clears throat> it wasn't the pot of pinks. No, it wasn't the pot of pinks. This was the um... princess that was one of three princesses who'd been kidnapped by like a witch lady and forced to spin gold. And then the prince got out of his royalty playpen and found her. Oh. And the witch lady turned her into a flower, and birds like told him to get off his ass and do something about it. Mm-hmm.
2: I think I remember this, but it's been a while.
1: That princess, this was the one where like birds were constantly helping them, um, which is why <clears throat> birdfall came from this. Yeah, well, that princess specifically learned how to speak bird. So either something horrible happened, and by her old age she's living in a garret or there are many people out there who are like in a secret society of bird speakers.
0: <laughs> Could be. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, I do I do think we have another major player to watch out for. Robber girl. Oh, rubber girl for sure. I'll but, be on the I mean, lookout for But, the, but girl. the
0: snow queen
2: as a Yeah. as a uh, a major player in the in the overarching story, if
0: we don't see Robber Girl again, I feel compelled for the first time to actually write fan fiction: <laughs> <laughs> the adventures of Robber Girl, where she will, meets Cherry Man. We will <laughs> and goes on an adventure with him.
2: Boy, that'd be a that'd be a good animated That's a duo. Show. That'd be a good animated show. Man, get on that!
1: I love that she just rides around this horse with pistols on her hip. Yeah, <laughs> she's such a badass.
2: Uh, we, will, we will definitely shoehor- shoehorn her into a story. <laughs> we will make it happen somehow.
1: So if any of you listeners happen to know stories that feature some kind of ice power fairy character or a sweet-ass robber girl that you think could potentially be connected back to this one. We would love to hear it in the uh, email suggestions. I was going to
0: suggest that our listeners Google knife tickling, and then I thought better (laughs) of
2: it.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a fetish of some sort.
2: I feel like that's going to do it for us this evening. Am I correct?
1: That
0: sounds about right.
1: Yeah, so we're just going to keep an eye out for this. Disney missed some golden opportunities. Certainly. Luckily, they called it Frozen and not the Snow Queen, so they still have an open door there. Maybe on I'm purpose. not sure about that.
2: <laughs> Could happen.
1: Um, count out, ha- count up how many Frozen references I managed to sneak in here. One. <laughs> nope. Listeners, find all the Frozen references. Those who do get a prize, and the prizes. Is... Yay! <laughs> you did it.
0: <laughs> you just gave it out for free, though.
1: Well, you don't get the feeling of success unless you complete the task. Unless you actually earned it? Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, thank you everybody for listening once again to this episode. Um, If you enjoy these, please do share them around. Um, These are going up on YouTube now, so you can listen to them on there if you like, and share them around on there, or tweet at us, or retweet us, or... Whatever you want to do. Uh, We always appreciate that. You can email us at wtfolklore at gmail dot com. Find us on Twitter or Facebook. Blogspot. There's links to a bunch of stuff in the the show description. Thank you to our Patreon sponsors. We should link to that.
1: Yep. I'll be dropping a special extra bonus gift in there.
2: Just for Patreon people. (laughs) Yeah. Only for you. Nobody else. Unless you become a Patreon person, then for you too.
1: Dangle that carrot.
2: Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's it, right? We good? I think so. Yeah. Done and done. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> this has been what the folklore. That's how
0: it works. Tell
1: that <podcast> the hattie, the hattie happily ever after. the the it happily ever after.
2: This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash Folklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore or mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.